This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Focused Car Wash Solutions. Focused Car Wash Solutions is your complete guide to having a successful business in the car wash industry. Visit FocusedCarWash.com for more information. Welcome to The How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hi, and welcome to this episode of The How of Car Washing with David Begin. My guest today is Sam Ferno, who's the director of the Western Car Wash Insurance Program, a division of Alliant Insurance Services. Sam has uh, been in the car wash business and been in the insurance business. So I wanted to spend a little time with you, Sam, to talk about insurance because it is a very interesting subject. I've had to uh, understand it better in the last two or three years based on some things that have happened in my car wash. I thought that'd be a great opportunity to, to visit you. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. So get, tell me about your background with both insurance and car washing. I know you've been both a car wash operator and uh, you've managed this insurance company as well. Yeah, I, I bought a car wash in uh, 1999, downtown Sacramento, and uh, the car wash, full-service car wash, had smog detail and, uh, you know, the the lobby and all that. And I and I bought that, like, in 2000 and held on to it until 2007, and some gentlemen came in wanted to buy it. And uh, at that time, I sold it. I was taking some time off, and I got a call from the Western Car Wash Insurance Agency at that time. And they asked me to come over and, and look at the program, and I really was hesitant because I didn't know if I really wanted to get back insurance because that was my prior life. So I decided, uh, you know, after talking with the leadership uh, at that time, that, yeah, this is something I do, and that was spent about 11 years ago. <laughs> good, good. Well, it's been a, been a great program for both the Western and, you know, for the members of the Western. So um, a lot of car wash insurance programs are associated with regional car wash associations. How did that how did that association get started? What are the benefits of that? And what are some of the requirements for people to to uh, do business with you? Well, you know, I got started basically uh, the original founders of the Western Car Wash Association uh, and uh, Len Harrington, who was an insurance at that time, was friends with Kevin Riley and, and some of the, uh, you know, the pioneers, if you would, of car wash in California that got together and decided, you know, we really want to build our membership for the West, Western uh, region how can we do this? And they put their minds together and said, you know what? What if we had a customer benefit program or our membership membership benefit program and we utilize insurance as that, uh, as that vehicle? So then they went out and they contacted a carrier. Uh, and that's basically, it was a start of all of it. And it's been around since 1994, the association in relationship with the Western Car Wash Insurance Agency, which is now the Western Car Wash Insurance Program. Okay, so there, there's benefit for both the members. So if you're a member of the Western Car Wash Association in this case, then you have opportunity to uh, sign up for, for the insurance program. Is that correct? Right, yeah. And, and, you know, even if you're not a member and you want to sign up, then we'll drive you towards signing up for the membership because of the benefits that WCA, you know, provides as well as the International Car Wash Association. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's important, I feel, uh, when I'm, offering an insurance program to a prospective uh, customer or client that they understand that there's actually another voice out there that can help these guys. And it's a real nice little, if you would, a nice little unit to have both WCA membership and the insurance. And therefore, they get the best of both sides. They get the knowledge from the industry and they get, 
the insurance side from a gentleman that runs it that had the car wash that really gets the business. Good, good. Yeah, I think that's been very important for me, somebody who's been a car wash operator. Because when I talk to you about issues that I'm running into, you you have a better understanding of what's going on in my business, and I've found that to be valuable. So you've got colleagues all across the country. I guess Southwest has got a program. Any other regional associations you're familiar with? No, I'm mean, being contacted by many other regions uh, across the country about you know being able to work and utilize our, our uh, insurance programs, or maybe if we have an exclusive program, seeing how they can use that to help drive their membership. And you know, I talk to them off and on, and always willing to help them. So at this time, for us, for the most part, we have the 13 Western states. Uh, you know, and as we develop our national products, we'll be going more and more East Coast good, uh, good. through the Midwest, obviously. Okay, good. So we talked a lot about car wash insurance because I've had to do some shopping in the last two or three years based on some experiences that I've had. And it's a it's a challenging market. It's a very specialized market. Um, a lot of insurance. I've had a lot of in, friends in insurance, commercial insurance. Say, hey, let me quote your car washes and. So sure, you can take a look at it, but and then they come back pretty quickly and say, we don't even understand what this is, let alone try to get you a bid. Why, why is the car wash market so specialized? I think for most part, because it's such a, it's the, the businesses have so many moving pieces to it. You know, they have the customers and in some cases they have a store within them and then they have the equipment going on and then they have the vehicles going on. And there's, uh, you know, a high opportunity for, uh, for claims. And, uh, you know, by not knowing the industry and not feeling comfortable in the industry, you know, they're not sure where to go with it. For example, you know, do I need to have garage keepers legal liability coverage on a self-service car wash? Well, maybe not. But if you have an, if you have an automatic in there, yeah, maybe so. So there's just a lot of variables. And, and when you get a generalist uh, that is writing all types of insurance for all types of businesses, and then you home into the car wash, it's just a different breed. I mean, you really have to know what's going on there. And you've got to be able to disseminate, you know, the difference between a flex wash, full service wash, you know, uh, uh, automatic, you know, express. It goes on and on and on because there's different facets to each one, although they're all car washes. Yeah, yeah. So knowing the type of car wash is important for you to be able to put together the correct package. Well, knowing um, a car wash and also just have an idea of what the flow is and what the, you know, what perils there could be there or, or you know, what actually happens during the course of a day. And, and when, a, you know, when something happens in a tunnel, if a car jumps a track, well, knowing the business and, and, and being involved with it as a broker, you'd want to be able to say, well, you know, a car jumped a track. It wasn't because of something the car wash did. It's because maybe the car was out of, out of alignment or had a low tire and it just rode up over the edge of the uh, conveyor and, and sort of forced it onto the, the track. So, I mean, things like that, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we've seen providers coming in the industry, leave the industry, coming in the industry, and leave the industry. What what's what prompts that for different uh, carriers to say, I want to be in the car wash insurance business and then I want to get out of it? What's, what's happening there? Volume of claims, you know, uh, frequency of claims, uh, dollar amounts of claims, uh, the fact is, is that overall, you know, car wash um, insurance, uh, the premiums aren't always as high as maybe they should be in some cases. So therefore, they'll get a volume, a book of business, and they'll find that, you know, their losses just exceed the premiums, their revenues, and, and they just sort of bow out. I mean, and it's, it's a lot of it can be state-driven, too. I mean, on a workers' comp side, you know, the uh, 
it, it could just be the fraud uh, of workers' comp has caused a lot of issues in California and, and insurance companies leaving. When it comes to property and liability, it's somewhat the same thing. There's just a lot of claims, and if you're not managing those claims correctly as a broker or uh, individual insured or as an adjuster, uh, they can sort of get their own little life and take off, thus yeah, costing everybody more money and and and, sh- and and you know shortening the opportunity to continue to write business with that specific company and other companies. Yeah, now I've had a few car wash uh, colleagues that probably made some mistakes in the past when it came to uh, using utilizing their insurance. I think they might have had a two thousand or twenty five hundred dollar deductible. I think I've got a five hundred dollar a five thousand dollar deductible. Uh, with oh. you, Sam, and um, and then you know I got to decide what what I'm going to put a claim on and what I'm not going to put a claim on. And this car wash colleague of mine got a little crazy with every time there was a problem with the vehicle, he just filed it as, as insurance. And I think when he tried to renew the next year, he was I had real difficulty trying to renew his insurance because he had so many claims. Um, that's something I guess he didn't understand. He thought, well, I got insurance; they'll just take care of it. I'll get it off my plate, but there's a there's a cost behind that when that happens. Yeah, you don't want to utilize your car wash insurance as a maintenance policy like you would your automobile when you have you know you have a mechanical problem. How you can buy the insurance there? Um, you just the bottom line is a couple areas you have to look at when you're when you're looking at filing a claim. First off, your broker should be involved in at least understanding that you're going to turn a claim in, so maybe he can pull up the loss runs. And do a cost analysis of, okay, you're sitting at 35% right now as a loss ratio, and now you're going to pop up around 45. You know, a red flag could go up with your current uh, provider of the insurance, or it could also cause you to have to go out to the market and you'll find that your premiums are going to go up and up and up. The other area is frequencies. You know, if you keep turning these claims like a maintenance policy, well, sooner or later you're going to get nipped. And the reason you get nipped is because it looks to some of the insurance carriers out there that you've got you have poor management within the car wash itself. And uh, you know, then if there if I do have these claims like this and there's frequency, you have to be able to ask the insured uh, what's actually going on there, and you have to be able to explain that story to the carrier. And all this stuff encompasses and comes together, and that uh, that is the area that if you don't manage that correctly, you're right, it's going to be a problem for the insured. And it may not be a problem of just not being renewed. It may be a problem where it's going to be a high premium. And also, if they are not able to keep that in a typical market, you'll go to the ENS excess and surplus lines where you go in there and it's like an abyss. They'll charge you what they want because they can charge you what they want because you really have nowhere else to go. And then you're going to purchase like individual policies. You'll have a liability policy, garage keepers, property policy, and they all have their own premium. Unlike the programs that we're all used to, where they all come in one package. Okay, okay. So, how many car wash providers, insurance providers, do you have access to right now that you can go to? Uh, you know, I have probably access to. Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of access to all these carriers, but the ones that actually write car washes. Uh, where I'm at, I probably have just on the property liability side. You know, eight to ten that I use that I know know the business because you you have to teach these insurance carriers. You got to sort of educate them on the business itself, and once they start feeling comfortable with it, then you have an opportunity to work and continue working with them. Um, on the workers' comp side, you know you have six to seven that you normally use. 
Because the thing is, is that as much if, if you can find good carriers and you can get a, a large amount of premium with them, so when the losses start happening, it's not as bad as if you're doing onesies and twosies to all these different carriers. Okay. And so when, when you talk about good carriers, what are some characteristics of good carriers? Someone that actually <laughs> listens. Uh, okay. Take the information that comes from us knowing the business that we're trying to explain it to them and not pull a fast one over them, and they'll, they'll listen to what we have to say. Uh, someone, too, that, that has the ability to um, have a good risk management program within their carrier as well. Uh, and, you know, for the most part, it's just, for the most part, it's really a company that will listen and take the story that you have for the car wash with the loss and analyze and say, okay, fine, this makes sense. We're going to continue to do this, although we may have to make a change. Like you said, you may have to pay a higher deductible for some cases, uh, or in some cases for maybe a year or two to get yourself back down to where it was before. Okay. As you said earlier, uh, David, that the bottom line is is that you, you just, you don't, you have a large higher deductible. Most car wash owners that I work with fight to want to turn something in that's, you know, $2,000 because they know they're not going to really net much out of it. They want to save their insurance for the larger deals, the ones that really are and sometimes can be catastrophic. Yeah, so, you know, a fender bender in the in the car wash probably wouldn't warrant necessarily an insurance claim, but somebody stealing a car, catastrophic injury you know, catastrophic wreck with a vehicle that is our fault. It might when you get insurance involved yeah, with those type of things. Involved. Yeah. And we, we, we had a couple claims. So go back to my history here. We had a couple claims, I guess, where insurance companies got involved and they were suing each other and they racked up a bunch of bills and they spent four times more in the, with the legal fees than they did the actual claim. And we got dinged for that. So, we got a notice from our insurance carrier that we're going to cancel us at one of our car washes. Then I went to you and you were able to go to the different markets out there. What, what would your premium market be called? So who are your carriers that are going to take the best clients with the low amount of uh, losses, loss runs? What, what do you lump those in a certain category? Unless you've had a, you have a large loss ratio and you know, I try to, to work with my clients to try and keep their losses below 40%. You start top, topping into the 45, 50%, that's, that's when it's imperative that a broker looks at, if you're going to turn a loss in, he has to know what your loss ratio is so he can advise you or she can advise you, look, you're going to have to eat this one. You know, and I, I've had some cases where people have eaten a significant amount of dollars because they knew if they didn't eat the significant amount of dollars, that over the course of three years, they were going to pay that and much, much more. So most of my clients, our clients or prospects, will take to a traditional market. And we have to get some no's on that before we can go to an ENS market, which is excess of surplus lines. So what you're doing is you're exhausting all of the normal market to go to somewhere where you know that if they're not going to take it in the normal market, you have at least a backup. And that's what the ENS is. And ENS would be like in California where you have all these insurance carriers and they all say, you know what, we're not interested in your workers' comp because you have too high of claims. So you have the state fund. In essence, that's what the excess of surplus lines uh, market is also about. It's like the last place you go. But okay. everybody has an opportunity to go to the traditional market. It's just if they say no, 
Then we've got our backup. This episode of The How of Car Washing is sponsored by Focused Car Wash Solutions. Focused Car Wash Solutions is your complete guide to having a successful business in the car wash industry. Whether you are a new investor or a seasoned operator looking to make improvements, the experienced team at Focus can help you every step of the way. For more information, please go to FocusedCarWash.com. So if I'm with the carrier for five years and I've paid $5,000 in premium each year, I've got $25,000 built up, quote unquote, credit with that insurance company. And you're saying if I tap into 40% of that or more, it starts sending off red flags. Is that correct? Well, it's over the past, Davis, really over the past three years. So okay. they look at five years, but on the property liability, for the most part, they're looking at three years. So over the course of three years, if you paid fifteen thousand dollars in premium, and all of a sudden you have a, you know, you have like five thousand has been paid out in claims, and now you have like a three thousand dollar claim. Well, then we look at that to say, okay, fine. What are the benefits of this? Either you know it, it, your rate could go up, or they may not renew you. But we want to find out what the ratio is going to be. So if that pops you up over like, let's just say forty eight percent. The carrier may not drop you for that. That's not necessarily what they're going to do, but they're going to look at you a little bit more stringently now. Okay. So when, when you talk about premiums, what determines premiums? My premiums going up or going down year year over year? It, it's a lot of us predicated off of, you know, the, uh, the market itself because, you know, they're not just taking your car wash alone. They'll put you into a class. And they'll look at that class and see what how that class is done over the course of, you know, a year or two years or whatever. But they'll look at that and they'll say, you know what, we're sort of losing here. So they'll say, overall, all of our clients this year, we're going to have to raise them 3% to make the numbers better than what they currently are. Okay. when you talk about a class, are you talking about the class within the carrier or are you talking about car washes all across the country? What's yeah. that? Car wash classes as, as a whole, I mean, it's, you know, self-service. You tie everything together with that class code, if you would. So you're looking, okay. at, you're looking at, okay, this year car washes had overall, on our book of business as a carrier, they had 12% loss ratio. Hey, we're good. You know, overall, this year we had a 60% loss ratio. Hey, we need to, we need to get some additional premium in here. Okay. And some, yeah. and some carriers will say, you know what, we're just done. We don't want to write car washes anymore. We don't write restaurants. We just, we haven't had a good history with it. But And then somebody in two or three years tends to get aggressive about it again. Hey, let's go back and look at the restaurant or the car wash industry. And then they're back yeah. writing, yep. writing yep. it. So that's, yep. Yes, they do. That's where those cycles come into play. So, yeah. um, so what are, what's a, what are some of the components of a good car wash policy? What do I need to consider if I'm going to come to you? What are you going to talk to me about that, that I need to get insurance for? Well, first off, I'm going to look at the type of car wash that you have. I mean, if it's a, if it's a full service, you know, equipment and everything else, and you have other profit loss centers, then pretty much you're going to get, obviously, you're going to get loss of income, business income. You'll get that. You'll have equipment breakdown. You're going to have garage keepers legal liability, which is very important. That, that really says if you have any care and custody of a vehicle, that you need to have that because that's the coverage that covers the vehicles that goes through the tunnel. Even if you're an express, they're still, they can still come back on you in care and custody. 
Okay, so that's that, that's a good question. So g- garage keepers that that's a term from the old days when mechanics kept people's cars. Is that correct? When they yeah, 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 comes with the vehicle, and and then you know you have to yeah, that's exactly. It's just if you have care custody of the vehicle, that's the insurance you have to have. Because let's just say that you didn't have garage keepers legal liability, and you're a full service car wash, uh, and you have a serious damage on your property to vehicles. Uh, good luck. Okay. So let's let's say I've I've got exterior express car washes. So I've got garage keepers. When that car is in my tunnel, is it in my care and custody, or if the driver is in the car? Do you consider that to be in their care and custody? That's a $50,000 question. A lot of, yes, for the most part, if that car um, has damages in it and uh, from the equipment, obviously, it's, it's your responsibility because you do have, it's care and custody, it's in your tunnel. On the other hand, if you have a guy that slams on his brakes and another guy hits him from behind, then it's really at that point, it's like, okay, you need to get that individual's insurance and you need to get that individual's insurance. And try and let these guys work it out. Ultimately, it could come back on you, though. And they could say, well, one of your employees said this or this or this. And they may not have said it. But then you have to go to that, you know, you have to go to he said, she said kind of ruling. So it's in express car washes. It's always been a little bit of a foggy point. But it's just what happened to the vehicle and who caused it. Okay. And and so when you talk about business income insurance, that would be for something... Yeah, you're shut. You know, something happens where you uh, you cannot continue to outrun the operation because something catastrophic happened to the business. So you may be down two, three, four weeks. Let's say, for example, we had a car wash uh, before I joined here. It was about 12 years ago. And uh, <laughs> a plumber went inside to work on the pipes and he shut off the uh, sprinkler system. That night, a, there was an arc in the... Um, there was an arc in the electrical system in the attic, and it, the place burnt down overnight. So it was a $1.7 million fire. Wow. So that's where the, the business income comes in, because it, no, no one's fault. They proved that it wasn't arson, and all of a sudden, you're, you have to rebuild this place. But what about, it's the, what about the essential income it costs to continue to have the business? For example, mortgage and other things like that. Where does that come? Where that comes from your business income. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's an important part of your policy. Yeah, I think I knew whose car wash that was, by the way. I think he told me that story. He was in <laughs> Sacramento somewhere, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. Um, he also had somebody drive through his car wash a year or two ago that showed up on YouTube. Somebody yeah, was out of control cool. and yep. tore out and a lot of equipment. And the good thing is, is that, you know, whenever I hear there's a claim, and claims happen, I get it. But my first question is, Twofold, really. Was there an employee hurt? Was an employee hurt? Or was there a customer that was hurt? No, neither. Good. Let's move on now. Let's take care of the problem. Okay. So let's talk about if an empl- how, how does it complicate things if an employee is hurt? Well, an employee gets hurt, it falls underneath your worker's compensation. So, because they're an employee. If a customer gets hit in the car, then, then it kicks into your liability portion. Um, you know, and a lot of us out there, we have umbrella policies that act as an addition to your liability on your basic coverage, your your, uh, your commercial package. Um, to date, though, the good thing is, is that there hasn't really been any of our claims that have never even needed to utilize an umbrella policy that lays over the top of their 
uh, car wash insurance program. Uh, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't have it either because society today, especially, and you'll hear it all the time in the car wash business, some of the claims I hear about are just absolutely crazy. And what needs to happen there is that, you know, these customers, a lot of them, society says, look, it's not my fault anymore. It's your fault. So it's like you're sort of in trouble if you, you know, you're not, if you don't use it, uh, then it's like my attitude has always, always been, David, it's better to have it and not need it to need it and not have it. Right. Right. So what are some other components of just good business insurance besides income, equipment damage, garage keepers that you would recommend people look at? So obviously business practices, fraud in the business, anything else? No, I mean, there's, you know, the, the, you know, there's a, there's a huge thing called cameras. And I would say to any car wash owner today, I don't care if you just have one bay out in Barstow, California. Better have a camera. Yeah. Because I've had a couple of slips and falls this year that for sure were not, uh, they, they were just alleged falls. They did not happen. I mean, again, my video, uh, one lady I know that she went over to a car wash, lifted up the grade, laid her leg in it, called the car wash owner, and said she tripped and fell in his car wash. Car wash owner gets there, looks at the video, sees exactly what she did, had did, and uh, had done, and he said, "No, I didn't. I didn't do this. I'm not paying for it." She's still threatening to get an attorney, but it went away. But I hear a lot, and I see a lot of claims where I'll say, "Well, so you have a picture of this." On camera, right? And it's like, no, I do not. So then it's going to be, you know, it's going to go to the insurance company and they have to fight it out. And like you said earlier, sometimes it's better just to settle out and move on as supposed to go after the principal of the thing. But on the other hand, the employer, even if you pay something out, he's in what he or she is the one that's going to get nailed with the uh, the increase in premium. Yeah, I, I totally agree with the use of cameras. I mean, you're it's such a great that's such a great insurance policy is having cameras to be able to prove damage and prove what people did or didn't do. A yeah. good quality set of cameras is worth its weight in gold. And it's be very difficult to run a car wash in today's environment without them. No, I knew and signage is important. Uh, you know, having on, on a, uh, just a rollover and a self-service, uh, having a height gauge that they have to drive through. I've told many self-service car washes, look, you have a height gauge outside, and if they hit that with their car, that's on them. Uh, but if they go into that tunnel and and clear no height gauge because you don't have it, you're talking about two, three hundred thousand dollars in damage. I have had two self-service car washers with automatics this year or last year. They cost us six hundred thousand dollars in claims. Oh my goodness! It's, it's, cars it's, it's, went through, didn't have any insurance, so it went back on the insured and. Our insurance company had to pay for it. Okay, so, so it actually damaged the rollover equipment. Oh, we had one gentleman that went through in a van, and he, he was, I think he was running from the police. That was one of those vans with a higher fiberglass top on it. He went through the um, automatic, drove through it, and impelled through the windows of the van, and he drove out the exit, and uh, it was like teeter-tottering on each side. The van finally couldn't go anywhere. And that was a $350,000 claim. Man, wow. And the guy had no insurance, just liability on his van. Oh, my goodness. Appreciate having, you know, your ability to give you a shout when we need to. And 
it's been helpful. So Sam, this has been great information. I appreciate it. It's given me some things to think about and hopefully our listeners to think about as they go out and get insurance. So thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. And we'll talk soon again. All right, David, thanks for your time. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the How of Car Washing. And thanks to our show sponsor, Focused Car Wash Solutions. Please visit us at thehowofcarwashing.com for the show notes to this episode. Thank you for listening to the How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on the How of Car Washing.